0: How's your weekend been
1: you got a dog You've uh, had the yes best weekend ever
0: it's quite like it's quite an adjustment I can't imagine what it's like when you have a baby it's quite an adjustment and it's like but I've, I'm figuring out and I'm enjoying it which is the main thing how was your weekend been it was good it wasn't as exciting as getting a dog
1: but it was good it's
0: good Emma you get up early and go for a walk every morning like that's the first tick with a dog And then you just do it again in the late afternoon and then it's done. No, I'm very
1: very tempted because I was speaking to my mum and she wants a dog. And it's basically the best situation like with you and James where you're like, yeah, but it's
0: your responsibility. (laughs) You wanted it, but I'll take him for cuddles, but you clean up the poo. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, first question. Hi, I've been in the
1: fat loss phase since April. I still have treats slash go over my calories occasionally. I have a lot of fat to lose, still likely have 50 to 70 pounds to lose. How long do you think I should continue before having a break? Would this be more metabolic adaptation rather than adherence? Thank you. Great question.
0: Great question. So since April, which is what is that, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, so seven months, but she's still got 60 to 70 pounds to lose, right? Um. So when you have that amount of body fat to lose, I am more than happy for my clients to stay in a long-term calorie deficit until they really start to get, you know, much, 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 much closer to the goal. And they don't have to get to the goal before we maybe take a, maybe a slightly prolonged diet break of say three or four weeks. But, um, I really want them to, to get somewhere in that kind of 10, 20 pound range when that happens. Um, But if you've got like 60, 70 pounds of body fat to lose, you don't need to worry about metabolic adaptation at all. You have got a long way to go before you need to worry about that happening. Um, The only reason I do sometimes like to implement diet breaks on route when people have that much weight to lose and it is going to take that long. It's just for mental adherence and a bit of mental respite because, you know, self-control is fatiguing. I say that all the time. Um, So sometimes like. Every kind of four, anywhere between every four to 12 weeks, maybe throwing in a diet break of one to two weeks where you come back up to maintenance can be quite helpful. Um, But it sounds to me like you're on the right track and you're doing all the right things. And I would stay there until you mentally start to find it very hard, at which point reach out to Emma or I. Emma?
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't think you don't need a diet break. And especially if you're on quite a long journey, like you don't have to have periodic diet breaks. But you can have them and as Chloe was saying it's probably going to be more a psychological benefit than it is a physiological benefit and we've spoken about this quite in depth but there are pros and cons to this and it completely depends like if you're in a really good place in a really good groove and then every month you're trying to have a diet break and that actually just sort of throws you off and Take. takes you a while to get back into it. That probably isn't beneficial but it it kind of sounds like what you're doing at the moment, given that you're like, I still have treats. I still go with my calories now and again, that actually you are losing weight in quite an like, I don't want to say easy, but it doesn't seem to be an over restrictive way, which means that actually you probably don't need to be having these diet breaks. Cause actually you're still making progress with quite a balanced and flexible approach, which is absolutely what we want and is excellent. So I wouldn't overthink it and think that you need these breaks but it is a tool that we can implement if we wanted to. So, for example, you might, you might say, actually, the next block, so the accountability Christmas block, I'm not, like, I'm just going to take the pressure off fat loss. I'm just going to say, I'd still like to be in a bit of a deficit, but if I'm not, I don't mind, and I know I've still got quite a long way to go, and I know I'll still be working towards that, but I'm not going to have any pressure on myself to lose weight over that time. What you'll probably find is that you still lose weight. But at least it's like it's more of the mental break from that.
0: Yeah. And you know, if if you have that if you have that much body fat to lose, you know, going into a savage calorie deficit, physiologically, your body, not your brain, not your behaviour, but physiologically your body will be able to handle that a lot better because you have a lot of stored calories. So the more you have to lose, the more savage your deficit. However, However, the flip side of that is if you've got to be in fat loss for a long period of time, as we always say, you know, it takes time. You've got to be patient. Um, being in a savage calorie deficit in terms of your mentality and your behavior for a long period of time is, is definitely the wrong place to start. So that's why we always say to all of you, regardless of how much you have to lose, start higher. We'll bring you down lower as you go, as you get closer and closer and closer to your goals. So then it's a more temporary push mentally um and also you know physiologically it your body is going to be fine on route um but I I, I just want to commend you because I just think I understand you know I've had a lot of clients before who have a long journey ahead of them and I understand the commitment and the the lifestyle and behavior change that goes into that And fucking well done you to have be, been seven months in now and still asking questions like this it's just it's such a testament to your character
1: yeah love it yeah that is brilliant um and I guess the good thing as well is that the the heavier you start, actually, the higher calories you can diet on and lose weight, which is a nice place to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, right, next question. Uh, oh, not a question, but just a massive thank you. I've never struggled with exercises. I love weights and functional training. But the food side has always been my issue. This plan has changed that. I feel like a massive light bulb moment has happened. I don't feel restricted or hungry ever. I'm losing weight slowly and that's okay and I'm in this for the long haul and I know that I will eventually um or it will eventually come off perfect that's exactly what we want
0: good mentality yeah for sure um okay here's one
1: So I'm copying them out of the thing. So you know what I mean? Like, you know, because it's so long, you can't read it. Oh. Right. Hello. Yeah. Hope you're well. <laughs> Thank you. We are. When I finish fat loss, I really want to get really strong. You guys always discuss hypertrophy rather than strengths on the podcast. Is there a reason for that? I know that for hypertrophy slash strengths, the rep range is slightly different. And I wondered how this small change has a different effect on muscle sorry if that's boring sciencey question and I'm being a nerd thank you all I have enjoyed this round so much can't believe it. we only have three weeks left <laughs> yeah me neither because I never know what week is
0: know, Emma no idea <laughs> um, even when we start you even get the start date of the next round wrong and people are like wait and I'm like just no <laughs> go to Chloe for the dates and things um We talk about hypertrophy because, to be honest, most of our um, clients have physique goals and they want to look great. Um, And obviously, you know, if you're, you know, lifting in a hypertrophy range, not only are you going to, you know, kind of look great, hopefully, ideally, if your nutrition is on point and you're doing everything right. um, But also you do get stronger with that as well. I mean, the two kind of go hand in hand. Um, strength training is different to hypertrophy because it is not a physique goal and you're not aiming to visibly grow and see muscle mass Uh, strength training is a performance goal you're aiming to get stronger now what that means is is that physique wise aesthetically it's going to have less of an impact on how you look however performance wise how strong you are and how much you can lift it's obviously that's the goal that's what you're aiming for it is absolutely wicked and totally something that both Emma and I can do if you want to come out of fat loss and go into a performance goal, be that something like endurance, like triathlon or whatever, or be that um, something like power, strength. Um, we are more than capable of coaching you in that manner. However, the one caveat to that that I will say is that you really might benefit if strength training and power lifting and that kind of thing is your goal from having an actual one on one coach because it all, the whole fucking thing comes down to very specific pedantic obsessive form. Um and obviously within that form and that technique, you also have to get stronger. And that is a huge skill. It's skill-based. And in order to pull off a huge skill like that, you do kind of need a face-to-face coach. But everyone and I can of course coach you alongside them. I think we've got a couple of girls in the EC method who are currently doing powerlifting. Um and yeah, uh, it, the the different rep ranges. Your body uses different energy systems when you train. Again, like I say, whether it's endurance, hypertrophy, strength. Um, for strength training, it's very power based, so you need longer recovery. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's a different modality and it's, it's a different protocol. Emma,
1: the, I think this is such a good question, um, and they're very linked. So yeah, when you build, so even if strength. Was your goal, you would be building muscle, right? To build strength. So, from quite early on in your training, like progression or your training experience, you need to build muscle to then build strength. So, right at the start, when you get these newbie gains, which we've spoken about before, a lot of your improvements in strength are actually coming from being able to recruit muscle that you already have. Now, once you've moved beyond that, so once you've probably done a few rounds of the EC method, like any improvement in strength is really going to be attributed to an impro- like an increase in muscle mass. So when we talk about hypertrophy, like even if you look at, right, when we, we talk about improving or oh, oh, the people who have a hypertrophy goal, how are we measuring that? One of the primary outcomes that we measure is how much you're lifting, how heavy you can lift. So you're lifting more, that means you're building muscle, that means like we're seeing an end point there. Because it's so hard to see Hypertrophy gains, like month on month in progress photos, one of the markers that we use is how much weight you're lifting, and we know that if you're lifting more weight, you're becoming stronger. That you're probably building muscle. So they're so intertwined; they're not like different goals, if that makes sense. As Chloe's saying, like if your so if your main goal was strength, then we might have you having like longer recovery periods maybe lower rep ranges, um, maybe more compound movements in there. But they're they're not like massively distinct goals, I think is the point I want to get across, that they are very intertwined.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there's, you know, if any good strength training plan will have hypertrophy accessory work to grow your muscle and uh, help you get stronger. And again, exactly what Emma said, one of the main measures of hypertrophy progression is how strong you are. So they are perfectly linked, but that being said, the end goal is very different. And also with the strength training goal, you know, it is it is incredibly important that you are eating in a slight surplus. Um, whereas with hypertrophy, we can really hover somewhere between maintenance and a little surplus, but with strength, it's like you really actually have to be much more uh, focused on fueling your body and your session to perform. Um, so yeah, but I, I absolutely, I fucking love that, that you even asked the question. And if that's something you want to do, like, we will absolutely help you figure it out and, and pull it off. Was that your leg? Yeah. Wow, that's, that's quite flexible. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm kind of flexible in certain areas. I've got really bad hips, though. Anyway. Um, okay, I have my period
1: this week and do... Cons- and do consecutive... Conse- consequence? <laughs> I can't read. Uh, basically, I think she's saying between Monday and Thursday, I ate chocolate like it was going out of fashion. I am a chocoholic anyway, but this was unreal. Tracking makes it more obvious. From Friday, I completely calmed down. Is, is this an actual thing or physiological? I think she means, or is it psychological not physiological? Do we need more calories during our period or not?
0: Oh wow, we've done this a few times, haven't we? Um, But Emma, do you want to take this one?
1: Okay, so your basal metabolic rate probably will increase a small amount, usually just before your period. So yes, technically you are burning more calories. That tends to be unfortunately somewhere between a hundred and and a hundred and fifty calories extra a day, and the increase in hunger and the cravings that you feel around your period. are way more than those extra 150 calories so not like proportionate to to like what your body needs and I think this is a common thing that if you're craving something it must mean that your body needs something and I'm not sure that that's always true and unfortunately your body's craving way more foods than what you actually need
0: yeah I, anytime you guys feel like because of hormones or whatever your body temperature your core body temperature goes up it means that your uh thermogenesis has gone up and your basal metabolic rate rate has gone up so that's a great sign um but yeah emma's completely right i would say i'm a chocoholic too i fucking hate that word i don't know why it feels like inherently sexist you know and it's like yeah. i'm a woman and i'm on my period and i'm a chocoholic i just hate it um but no, look, I have really bad issues with chocolate as well. Is in I cannot eat it, and it's fine when I start eating it. There's no way, there is no off button. There just is. I don't care. I don't feel sick. I don't get full. I just go, 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 and it I, it always presents itself and always has done on Christmas morning for me. That chocolate Santa gets opened, and I'm off. That's it. Um. So I can really relate. My advice to you would be, if if it is that bad, quite honestly, I I would say cold turkey it um because it's just going to get you into trouble time and time and time again um and you know there are other things that you can do when you're on your period to kind of make sure that you're increasing satiety. we've talked about it so many times before but having like really high let's say for example like broccoli mash and heck chicken sausages that's going to be a lean protein and high fiber source and then afterwards if you want to have like a grenade protein bar for example, and again, there's nothing wrong with you eating chocolate, but just having something maybe that's going to get you closer to your to your box ticking at the end of the day, like a 20, 25 gram protein bar. Um, is A, you're likely to not really want to crave it, to crave it as much after a big meal like that. And B, you're kind of giving yourself the quote unquote treat that you want without really going off down like a crazy spiral. And just being very mindful of that when you're on your period is a good idea.
1: Someone's just suggested putting it in the freezer because it takes longer to eat. Hmm. But that would just be gross, no? What, oh, like frozen chocolate?
0: Yeah, I don't think I could do that. I no. don't ruin it. Don't yeah, ruin like, it. Or just smother it in mud, and then you won't want to eat it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you actually seen in Insect in the City where Miranda takes that like Entman's chocolate fudge brownie thing, and she puts it in the bin, and she puts loads so fairy liquid on top of that. That's quite a good trick, but... Yeah, I actually, mean that's- do you
1: know what? One of my, um, which I actually think is kind of a good trick. One of my friends' dad suggested doing this, or he, apparently he does it when he goes to restaurants, is you know, like, you'll finish your meal, but then no one will come around to come and get the plates for maybe, like, 10 minutes, and all you're, you're just sitting there, like, picking at it, even though you were done. But all the yeah. chips left, and you're like, oh, I was done. But, so what he does is he puts, like, his water over his food, yeah. Make clever. So wouldn't. I was like, oh, this seems like a really weird thing to do, but actually, if you are done and but there's food sitting in front of you, you're so likely to pick it.
0: Yeah, uh, I think it's a very clever thing to do. It's not saying don't eat it, and we're not promoting some kind of weird relationship with food, but it's very human. If you're done and there's food there, you often will just carry on. What's the what's the point? I think it's a great tip. Yeah. Okay. Um
1: before I started the programme, I was weighing uh eighty 6.3 kilograms. My BMI was 30.4, so I was obese for the eight, for the NHS parameters. Um, I won't lie, that shocked me. My GP wants me to take some medication to lose weight quicker as my cholesterol, in brackets, both types are quite a bit high. Um, I resisted the idea, I have lost 2.5 kilograms so far, but I'm wondering if I should accept the suggestion from my GP and accelerate the process or keep going and lose weight slowly thank you you are great
0: what is this medication yeah likely this is what's
1: missing we don't know what the medication is
0: yeah i, I would t- i mean look we're not doctors and if your doctor is saying look babe i can make this oh. easier and quicker for you then that's something you need to listen to respect and consider i would say we can absolutely get you there Um, the thing is you're not that heavy like it would be different if you're like
1: I weigh 200 kilograms blah blah okay your your health right now is really quite bad like that's it that's a really dangerous situation to be in then I'd be like yeah maybe we need to speed up this progress process you're not that heavy what is she 80 what 86 kilograms
0: no, no, you're really not that heavy at all, and it's not something which is out of our reach. Um, the only time where you should maybe seek, you know, re- like real help in that in that sense is if you are really heavy and you do because of your body fat and your leptin levels and your leptin signaling, you are struggling to lose anything. In t- like th- that's it. That's the only time where maybe you need to reach out for more help. But 80 something kg is not something that Emma and I would struggle to get you down from to say I don't know 70 um and if you're happy to keep going it with us we're happy to get you where you need to be but again i said this in the last time we need some more numbers from you you need to tag us on facebook with all your data how many calories you're on workout steps everything so if you are like i actually want to speed it up we can help you do that
1: yeah this is an interesting one because i think there might be a little bit more to it i mean firstly like massive hats off to you and mega proud of you because a lot of people who, that if someone offered them something that was going to make it a little bit easier, like a medication to make it easier, they would jump at that. Whereas you've been, yeah. No, do you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to make sure that I'm doing everything I can first, before I potentially turn to this. Now, having said that, because you've mentioned cholesterol and it's a little bit high and it's both types, it could be that the medication your GP wants to give you is to do with that rather than your weight per se. And I know those things are linked, but there actually isn't much medication at all which will help you lose body fat. Like there isn't.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm confused about. I'm like, what medication? I mean, I have an idea of what, that you know that they've got this one that's like meant to, I don't know what, I'm not even going to go into it because I I don't even want to give it any airtime. It might be statins. Which would... they sat in and there there's a new one. Oh I can't remember the oh anyway.
1: This, no, I, I I think this is a good um point to make though. The thing is with any medication that the doctor's giving you, it cannot defy the laws of energy balance. Okay, so there are certain medications that I don't know, say you were very leptin resistant and they could help you improve your leptin sensitivity. That would help you lose body fat because you wouldn't be as hungry. You're still eating less. Like there's no getting around that. Like you're still eating less. It's just that even if you went to the extent of getting a gastric band fitted, you mm-hmm. are still eating less. Like the mechanism there is that it's making it so hard for you to eat too much. Yeah. Like there's no quick fix here. So if and and if that the medication is for, the, for your cholesterol and they're worried about that, like I wouldn't say no to it. But equally, given that you're now exercising more, you've got a much better diet, and you've lost a significant amount of weight, like 2.5 kilograms when you started at 86 kilograms, is a, is a nice big chunk, actually. Your yeah, cholesterol it might is. have gone down already. So it might be worth going back, seeing your GP, getting tested again. And if things are all going in the right direction and he's happy or she's happy for you to continue as you're going, then that's great. And if they think, actually what you're doing is excellent but I think this medication would help your cholesterol levels then that don't certainly don't think because from the way you've written that it makes me think that you think that that's cheating And my point yeah is not cheating and, and actually if that's going to benefit you then you should take it
0: I agree I fully agree with that
1: okay I've increased my weights this week and felt and felt the lower body workout affected my knees. They were a bit stiff and achy. Would you recommend anything for
0: this? Um, you can get um <laughs> my brain is not working all today. Uh what am I looking for? Knee sleeves? Yeah, like two like two be to be grip knees, knee sleeves. Um uh which um, you know, might help. A little bit um as well things like um like Voltrol which is like an anti-inflammatory cream that you can put around your joints but ultimately I would say if going heavier and if that happen, if going heavier made beat up your joints um then maybe you need to pull back a little bit on that and stick to higher volume and lower intensity um I know usually for women it doesn't really tend to be a problem but I know a lot of men who were going heavy for a while and really beat up their joints, they pulled back, they went lighter, they focused more on time under tension and they focused more on volume and they were absolutely fine. Um, So yeah, just consider that kind of thing as well. Consider time under tension, consider volume and maybe pull back on the intensity because it's not what nothing is worth your joints getting messed up and it's quite genetic.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay. I'm after some reassurance regarding the gym plan. I always push myself to failure and I'm confident I'm lifting heavy. Um, In the moment the workouts are really hard but as soon as I finish the set um, and at the end of the workout my recovery is quick i.e. I'm not a hot sweaty slash out of breath. As someone who has mainly done cardio in the past I fear I am not doing it right. Am I missing something? I feel like my measure of a good workout should be collapse in a heap somewhere unable to breathe. Emma uh yeah, you're not missing anything i th- I think you just need to reframe what you think a good workout is and how you judge that and realistically that like maybe if you went for a long run or you were doing cardio, that might be how you would end up, but with resistance training, it's not really like that, and you're creating a stimulus for your body to adapt to, and for resistance training, that stimulus doesn't have to be a sweaty heap in on like on the floor somewhere, unable to breathe. But it's more about creating stimulus on that muscle and then making sure you recover well enough so that your body can adapt and grow to that so that you can lift heavier the next time your body is put under that stress. Um, I don't really know what else to add to that apart from like, it's quite similar to when people kind of get a little bit upset that they no longer get DOMS and they're like, oh, I'm obviously not training hard enough. And it's like, actually, it's probably quite a sign of under-recovery that you're getting DOMS all the time. Like when you first start a workout series or program, like, yeah, it's completely normal. Or if you're doing something new that your body isn't used to, totally normal. But
0: after that, you really shouldn't be getting
1: DOMS all of the time.
0: Yeah, agreed. And although that being said, I usually break a sweat and feel quite fucked by the end of my lifting session. I it's very different if I was doing hit or like like I don't know an endurance like a long jog, very different feeling. But I'm done. Like I'm walking out that gym, I'm done. There's not more much more I could give to it. So maybe just yeah, think about um how hard you're working um in terms of are you lifting heavy enough? Is your form going like you know is your range of motion as much as it can be? Are you giving as much oomph? I mean for me, everyone's different. Everyone likes to lift differently. I like to obviously, like, lower slowly. And when I go into the lift, it's powerful. It's really powerful. And, you know, so James doesn't lift like that. He lifts very much time under tension, five seconds up, five seconds down. Um, but that fucks him up. So maybe play around with different techniques in different ranges. Yeah, agreed.
1: Uh, I wanted to post this in the group, but wasn't sure it was the right thing to do. So I will say it here. I'm extremely grateful to be part of the UC Method uh, for giving me control back in my life I didn't realize how much I needed it I joined as I've gradually put on three stone in the last few years this was sped up by lockdown but what I didn't really think about or realize it would help with is my eating disorder I'm half a stone down and so pleased my clothes are feeling comfy again I cannot even fathom the fact that I have not binged and purged in six weeks I haven't um achieved that in 10 years of counseling therapy cbt and self-help it is sorry it's, this is such an important thing and i'm really struggling to read it because of how the, yeah okay, right. it's like right. i've always known how to help myself but couldn't quite put all the pieces together my eating disorder may have started due to something traumatic but i truly believe it stuck around as it became habitual this had this plan has stopped the binge restrict cycle that was my life. We can now have treat food in the house and I don't even think about binging on it. Um, If I go over my calories, I don't panic and think about going back to how I was. It's really changed my life. No more lying and shame about binging on food. I know it's something I will always have to work on, but the fact I've not even thought about doing it is just making me so proud and happy with myself. Thank you, you girls are amazing
0: i'm a little bit like that's mad oh yeah well, emotional yeah it's amazing i mean like i have you know we've all had we've all had something as tame as a bad habit and, and i'm sure a lot of us have had something that's maybe a little bit scarier than that where you're like oh this isn't very good for me and i don't feel like i'm fully in control of it and it could be anything it really could it can masquerade as absolutely fucking anything in life um and we i think we we can all relate and it's a really scary prospect that you're never going to be able to get on top of it and it feels so amazing when people you know say to MRI separately or together as coaches like you actually gave me control back and that's just so empowering for you guys and it's so empowering for us in terms of our careers and thank you so much for saying it and yeah sharing it is it's going to really help a lot of people out because it shows you can you can actually kind of get over it and climb that mountain and get to the top of it and well done you like seriously well done that's a lot of work on your part
1: there's so much to sort of say on this because honestly when people come and like if someone dms me and it's like can i join the ec method i am struggling with an eating disorder or i have like i have been over the past 10 years as as this person has. i would normally say no like i would normally say this I don't think that an environment where everyone is dieting is the right environment for you. And I worry, like my first concern is we would make it worse, not better. That's always my first concern. But then I do think that actually I'm shutting that off to people that could benefit from this. It's quite a hard balance, isn't it? Because we're not eating disorder specialists and the program is not to help people with eating disorders. That isn't the goal of it. But for some people it obviously does yeah quite hard to know where to align yourself because usually like it would be refer out to someone who is a specialist in that area however someone who like this individual has tried cbd uh cpt not cbd um (laughs) has been to counseling has worked on themselves has gone out of their way to seek help and it's not managed to click them now i'm not saying that like we were the cure here or like that we found the answer i'm sure it was a combination of right place right time right headspace you know as us, us helping and guiding that and it's amazing that you like you have achieved that not us but yeah it is it is interesting it does make me question like whether I should be being like
0: no well it's, it's, it's interesting it's kind of like a chicken or egg situation where I think if you're new to it and you know you've always been let's say a yo-yo dieter. And you come into this group and you start to get results and you drop your calories down to 1400. And like I say, like, sorry, like Emma said, the group focuses losing weight, losing weight. I can see, and we have had this happen once in, in the forearms of the EC method, why a client would reach out to Emma or I and say, mm, I'm starting to get a funny relationship happening with food, which is great because as soon as you flag it, we can jump in and we can help you and pull you away from that. Fine. But it's interesting that a lot of people who've come in with disordered eating, Like binge eating disorder and and purging and things like that. It's almost like they get like a pack mentality and they get like some strength and they get some kind of real kind of compassion, compassionate fuel behind the goal. And I think that can really help. Um, But yeah, I think it's very individual and very subjective, but whatever the fuck it is, well done. Yeah, thank you for doing it because that's
1: amazing. It's amazing you feel like that. And I think you've actually hit the nail on the head a bit there with this sort of pack mentality but it's also that like the EC method is such a there's no shame here like someone posted this morning about oh they went way over their calories and there's no shame or guilt about that it's like a safe space where you can share that and i think as soon as you take away like the shame the guilt the secrecy from a behavior and you're like i'm struggling with this and i'm going to do something about that not only are you accountable but you stop internalizing that like overeating doesn't make you a bad person like if you're struggling with binge eating that does not make you a bad person and as soon as you stop beating yourself up about it it becomes much easier to be able to a ask for help and b actually make change so maybe that's a big part of it as well you're completely right right
0: if you come at any therapist worth their shot will tell you if you can break the shame spiral you can break the behavior the compulsive behavior whatever it is I think that's, that's a bloody good point, like coming into a group mentality and being able to call it and getting support. Why would you feel ashamed? We're all human. We all get into bad habits and silly situations. And, you know, it is, it is. I mean, it's just, it's a fantastic environment. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's something that we can say, look, it could go either way. We, we're willing to try, but maybe seek professional help on the side as well and just toe that line.
1: <laughs> yeah, it it is a hard, it is a hard one. And I always hope that anyone, like, I think you, kind of nailed this as well that if anyone is struggling they need to reach out and that yeah. as long as you feel open and honest enough with us to be like oh no this is you know a lot of people did struggle with eating disorders previously like when they were teenagers
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and sometimes like oh, actually I'm starting to feel this way again we need to either stop dieting or take a different approach or yeah even just like once you've said it out loud and you've accepted that that's how you're feeling or you've noticed that that's how you're feeling then it's much easier to stop it before it then spirals into something worse but yeah interesting interesting one okay just to say a big thank you to you both to you both this is the first plan I actually enjoy and I feel like I can eat anything I fancy within calories of course just a quick one if I'm doing two upper body and two lower body workouts per week is it okay if I add the core workout on at the end of the upper body instead of doing it as another day. Yeah, that's fine.
0: Yeah, fine. Um,
1: for the workouts, it takes me ages to work out to, ages to work out and watch each video. I do the bodyweight workouts that I almost give up before I start. Any tips on how, how to quickly work out what I need to do? It's part of it's education, right? You only need to watch a squat demo so many times and you're going to know when it says squat, you don't need to watch the video, you know what squat looks like. Especially, yeah. it's almost easier that you're doing bodyweight workouts because there are so only so many exercises that are probably going to be in there. So take a bit of time, you're going to have to invest a little bit of time watching the videos, making sure you know which movements are which. But then after that, you don't need to keep watching the videos. You can just, like I don't like using the app when I work out i find it no me neither but she so i would just write down okay so it's one round of squats push ups lunges whatever write it down and then you don't have to go and look at the videos of the apps because you should know like you shouldn't have to watch the videos every time you're doing a workout
0: no I, i go through it look at the different exercises like remember what they are or like give yourself a trick like i don't know for example like lateral raises lateral means sideways so done well don't do that because that's really bad (laughs) but you know what I'm saying um anyway and then if you want you can either if you have something like a whiteboard or a big piece of paper just write like squat lat raises you know burpee whatever or you can do what a lot of pts do in classes and just write it on a post-it and stick it on the floor next to each other so you know what you're doing when um, and then, yeah, they get on with it. But Emma's right, it's, it's a learned process. You know, if you need to learn what a squat looks like, what a burpee looks like, what a star jump looks like, mountain climber, watch the demo and give it some time and eventually you'll just know.
1: Agreed. <clears throat> I am loving the group, the EC Method, Emma and Chloe. Aww. Um, I am looking uh, at this programme as a change in my whole life, not just as eight weeks. Can I ask what happens when the eight weeks finishes? I have read a few things about Accountability Christmas. <laughs> Do you go straight into another round? Is, there, is this my life now and you ain't getting rid of me? Sorry, this is my life now and you ain't getting rid of me.
0: Love from Emma. Yeah. We love you, Ellen. Um, can I just really quickly preface this answer with, um, Emma has made a promo video <laughs> for Accountability Christmas, which you can tell we've put so much budget behind. <laughs> Oh, it's unreal. I shit you not. It's the best thing in the fucking world. Um, but yeah, so basically, you just can keep joining on every round. And just like we always say, and just like we provide in the files and the workout notes and Facebook and the the podcast and the lives, you just reach out to us every round with whatever your goal is, and we will coach you. And like I say, there will be workout notes, which will coach you towards whatever your goal is there will be um files that will coach you to your goal there will be emma and i and we will just hold your hand for you know the rest of your life should you should you so wish but i'm sure after i mean i reckon a year of us and people would probably be ready to go out (laughs) alone i'm sure they'll be ready but
1: they might just want to stay for the banner just stay for the band um yeah, and you guys remember that you always get priority. So actually, today we will release Accountability Christmas link in the group. You guys will have, like, when are we going to leave it to? At least a couple of days to sign up before it goes out to general public.
0: Are you going to put the, the some promo video that we spent loads of money on in there as well? <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll put that in as well. Loads of money. So You're going to be shocked, but I'm actually not a fully trained, um videographer. don't
0: tell them anything (laughs) don't tell them anything
1: right okay and i'm not a professional dancer which (laughs) right thank you girls for this program and being there for every single one of us love everything about it love the group and the most important thing i'm starting to love myself again my mindset my strength my changing body and so much more oh yeah i'm actually questions this week but i just like oh wow okay this is a long question here we go okay I'm up to date with all the podcasts and well you know how much I love this group last week you discussed excess skin I've been a typical yo-yo dieter for 40 years lowest weight was 8 and highest weight was 11 stone I imagine um I've always had a belly, the nickname Berry Belly has stuck for many years and I've always hated it. On the EC Method, my weight dropped from 9.6 to just under 8.3. After the results of round one, I lost 11 pounds, I inquired about a word I can't say, which I think is a tummy tuck, mainly because I was Um, it was an incentive to carry on with the plan. Fast forward to the end of round two and another six pounds off results were amazing and even got accused of photoshopping my belly (laughs) I gave up smoking felt fitter and younger than I have in years. My weight was at a maintainable level for the first time ever but the reality of the skin that has left um, was very frustrating as it was never going to go anywhere I had a consultation and then because of covid was given a cancellation slot on the 19th of october and had my surgery this was not weight loss surgery no lipo just skin that weighed 700 grams well oh, interesting amount of um a muscle <laughs> of, uh, uh, but anyway the results are fab i've had i've had to sacrifice six to eight weeks of training and undergo major surgery have a very large scar it's not a quick fix and it's not about looking better i'm accepting that i'm getting older and aging my wrinkly arms and saggy boots it's about me feeling the hard work i've put in is paying off and feeling comfortable in my body and for the first time in 40 years i won't share the pics unless you want me to but wanted to share this as you've been so supportive all the way through the three rounds i think that's great and i think um A lot of people almost push their own biases. Like, wouldn't it be great if we could all just accept our own bodies? Yeah, but also it's fine to want to change as well. Like, it's fine to like you can love yourself and change. Like, from reading that, I get the feeling that she loves herself and that's why she did it. She wasn't like, I hate myself so much, I need to have plastic surgery to change how I look. She was like, I've achieved this amazing thing, which is a hell of a lot of weight loss. I want to get rid of this excess skin and I'm going to do it because I deserve to feel my best. And I think if you're coming at it from that perspective, great. If that's what you want to do. Great.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with Emma. I think, um, look, we all only have one life. Okay. And we all have hang ups, right. Which are exactly what they say on the tent. There are things that hang us up from being able to live our happiest, most fulfilled life. Um, so I broke my nose when I was a teenager and I never, ever, ever got it fixed. And then when I hit 25, I was just, I was so, it was all I could think about. When I spoke to people, it was all I could think about. When I looked at photos of myself, it was all I zoned in on. And I just said to my dad, dad, I want to get, I want to get my nose done. What do you think? Not because he was paying or anything like that, but because, you know, he's my dad, he's my, he's my parent. And I was like, what do you think of it? And he was like, Chloe, you haven't stopped talking about it since that happened. I've seen it get worse every passing year. I will support you. Just fucking do it so i paid the money and i did it and i swear to god it changed my life or my perception of my life i was comfortable talking to people i liked photos of myself now since i've done it i've broken it again so <laughs> you know i've kind of gone the other way now but um but it's not but, but it was honestly one of the best things i ever did and i kicked myself that i didn't do it sooner and so now i say to my friends so like i'm really insecure about my boobs I'm really i'm like honestly you're fucking fit and you don't need to touch yourself but (laughs) but if you want to and if it's going to improve your quality of life we're only here for a handful of years do it and everyone that's done it is bloody glad that they did I have yet to meet someone who isn't like oh I really regret it um I know that that does happen but I think you know if you want if you want to do something you know you just do it go for it um and yeah I mean I would love to see pics I'm curious I'm a bit funny with stuff like that I like to see it I would quite like to
1: see it. Um, but I think that's such a good point as well. And I think if, if you are like dithering about it, it's probably not the right thing. But if you're like, I've been thinking about this for years, it's always really yeah. affected me that my nose looks this way or that like I've had this excess skin, then it's worth doing. Like Amelia got a nose job as well. And I think she got quite a lot of hate about, oh, you're all about self-acceptance and then you go and get like work done, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And she was like, I'd do it because I she's exactly the same as you like she's like it's always been something I've wanted to get done Mm. and it's not like I don't hate myself and I also don't think I'm going to be like happier because of it like I don't think my nose will fix my life but will it make me a little bit more confident yeah and I want to get yeah yeah so remember you don't need to like you don't need to
0: justify it to anyone else No, screw everybody else. My friend Oki just got her boobs done and they look absolutely fantastic. And all the boys are like, and she was like, screw you all. Like she's more confident than she's ever been. She looks wicked. And like, and and that's all that matters is that she's going out with a huge grin on her face and going to bed at night, like feeling like she is a hot shit because she is. And I knew it before, but she didn't. So the fact that she's given that gift to herself, I mean, bravo, like do you do you. Bravo. Bravo, Jolly well done.
1: Can I continue to lose weight in pregnancy? I'm at least 20 kilograms over my pre pregnancy weight still. I'm an older mum, so I want to be slimmer to give myself a better chance of coming through this new pregnancy. Emma has already replied privately, and I've listened to the pregnancy podcast that she did. Just thought this question may help others in the group as well. Um, Yes, you can. Lose weight during pregnancy. If like but that's not an like that's not a full stop. Like if you have a lot of body weight to lose, you can lose body fat during pregnancy. Now whether that actually looks like weight loss or not, because obviously you are building a human inside you, so your weight from the human growing inside you will go up. But you might mm. also lose body fat at that time. So we can't use the scales as a measure of progress anymore, because it doesn't really make much sense. But you can certainly lose body fat while you're pregnant. We wouldn't want you in a very severe deficit, which we haven't
0: put you in anyway. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, if you ha- this applies to everybody. If you have, like, body fat too lose, if you're pregnant or if, you know, I mean, whatever the, whatever the circumstances, 100% it is healthy to lose a- an excess amount of body fat but don't forget that if you're just a normal person with a quote-unquote normal amount of body fat, you're not shredded, you're not really lean, you don't look like an athlete, you're just quote-unquote normal, you really don't need to or you, and you really shouldn't be aiming for fat loss during pregnancy because you're perfectly healthy having a normal amount of body fat. And actually, you know, your body is growing and it needs fuel and it's important that you have it. But like I, you know, I have a friend of mine who's like quite overweight and has some health issues right now. And She's pregnant and I'm helping her basically keep an eye on her food intake throughout her pregnancy. So, you know, it, yeah, it, it can be done, but only with the right people in the right circumstances.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's very context specific, as with most things in health and fitness.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Um, most of the weight I've lost so far appears to have come from my tummy which is great. I was wondering if I get to a point where my body has no more to lose from my tummy would I likely start seeing it from other from another particular part of my body why has my body decided it needs to burn the fat from my tummy first random thought while walking <laughs>
0: um yeah you you will see, if that is you know where your body seems to have randomly turned to it to for its um for its kind of body fat uh decrease then then yeah you're likely to see once you start getting leaner in that area you'll likely to see it start to come off other areas um I tend to find with women usually the tricep area and the lower body area are the last to go um uh so yeah you're likely to start seeing it go from there too but it really it can happen kind of sort of evenly it can happen in random pockets around your body I mean really there's no predictor of when and where you're going to lose, lose body fat yeah
1: I mean it is quite even as in like we might notice it from certain areas and it's actually great that it's come off your stomach first because that mm-hmm. is a big predictor of health as well part of the reason for that is probably that you are a female another reason might be your ethnicity as well like some genetic. Roles play, like where you store body fat is slightly dictated by that. Um, but it is quite even if you think about it, like you don't no one is walking around with like shredded abs, but like really fat arms and legs. Like they're not. That's just not what happens. Like it is vaguely even, so it's very unlikely you would like almost the way you've written that is that you would lose all of the muscle from your stomach. And then it would suddenly move to losing muscles from your like sorry, lose all of the fat from your stomach and then it would move to lose all the fat from your arms. Like that isn't how it works. But yeah, you might notice certain areas at certain times and Yeah. Yeah. Um okay, right. Well, I think we'll stop there for the
0: questions today. I'm so excited for you to put off Accountability Christmas promo. Yeah, me too.
1: Will I just do it after that?
0: yeah do it after this we need to have a chat first okay right okay bye team bye team